morning. Uh, this month we've been looking at our series, Just What I Needed. Just What I Needed. And through this we've discovered that it's not a what that we need, it's a who. Right? And, and his name is Jesus. His name is God. God is all that we need. See, we all need to be loved. We need to be chosen. We need someone who can meet our needs and who will always be there for us and never let us go. And God isn't just what we need. He's who we need. And without him, we will always be in search of these things. I mean, we're never going to find the thing that, that fills us up the way that God does. We may find temporary love in, in a relationship or fulfillment in, in a job or a career or something like that. But in the end, they're always going to leave us short. They're always going to leave us flat because God is the only one who can give us what we need. And today I want to look at one more need that we all have. And so if you have your Bibles this morning, lovely Bibles this morning, you can open them up to Psalm 102. Psalm 102. Now, I've heard it said that the, the only constant in life is change. Change is the only constant in life. Isn't that the truth? You guys notice that? Just everything is constantly changing. It's constantly changing. People are changing. People are always changing. As a matter of fact, I know this because I found our old church directory. And uh, some of you in here, you've changed quite a bit. I mean, we've got babies who are now adults with babies. We've got some stuff. Actually, this one's like the 11-year-old one or 12-year-old one. But then I found the 1990 one. Let me tell you what. People are really changing in this one. Uh, styles change. Some of you got to see yourselves in these pictures. It's great. You know, your age is you, you grow up, families change, life changes, and, and so people are constantly changing. Wouldn't it be interesting to meet yourself from 20, 30 years ago and maybe give yourself some advice? You'd probably have some things like, hey, don't do this, right? You, you change, you, you learn, you grow. Technology is changing. Technology is changing. Some of you have been fighting technology for a long time, right? Anybody out there, you've been fighting technology for a long time? I used to get excited about the latest, you know, iPhone that would come out or the newest update, and it was just like, oh, this is great. Look at all this new technology. Now, I don't know. I must be getting older. Now it's like, really? I've got to learn something new. They, they put my app in a new place, and I've got to figure all this stuff out. And now technology is just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing myself off the curve there. I still enjoy it, but you've got to keep relearning things. Uh, in high school, I remember we had a computer class, and our teacher said, all right, you got three different ways you can save your work. You can use a floppy disk, you can use a rewritable CD, or you can use this newfangled device called a flash drive. And uh, flash drives were kind of expensive, so I just went with the rewritable CD, but I finally convinced my mom, like, hey, can you buy me a new flash drive? This is going to be really cool. It's going to be way easier than these CDs. So she finally caved. And I remember the price. It was $32 for this flash drive. And it held a whopping 256 megabytes of information. I mean, just incredible. So slow. And now, I mean, we're not that far removed. Now, you can't even find a flash drive that holds 256 megabytes. Like, the smallest is probably 16 or 32 gigabytes, and it's four bucks. You know, it's like technology is constantly changing. I mean, some of you, 
I mean, you remember when the microwave got invented. You, you were around before color TV was around. You know, you, you've seen this. We were talking in Sunday school this morning. They're like, I remember when my phone number was four digits long. I didn't know that was a thing. That, that was news to me. Like, technology is changing. The way we get news is changing. You know, it used to be you'd have the, the newspaper, you'd get your news the next day after you heard it, or uh, then cable TV came around, you'd, you'd check into the evening news program, and now it's, man, we've got our phones in our pockets, and everybody's a reporter out there these days, and you're seeing what happens just instantly. You can, you can go find a live video from pretty much anywhere in the world and get updated uh, right on time. I noticed again this morning, gas prices are changing. Anybody notice that lately? It's just, and it never goes down. It just always keeps going up. What's up with that? Uh, culture is constantly changing. It's constantly changing. Things that were taboo 20 years ago are now just openly talked about and discussed. And, and, and not only that, they're accepted and celebrated. Some good, some bad. Right? Culture is constantly changing. Everything changes. It just seems to be the nature of humanity. It's the nature of creation is everything changes. And in a culture that is constantly changing, how can we tell what's right from wrong? How can we tell up from down? I mean, has change ever gotten the better of you before? Where it just left you afraid or feeling just anxious? You know, maybe they upgraded your tech at work, and now you've got to learn a whole new system, and you start to worry, man, I might get fired if I don't learn all this stuff. Or your parents, who you thought were just, you know, solid rocks in your life, and you thought they would love each other forever, all of a sudden one day come and tell you, hey, we're getting a divorce, and it just rocks your world, and it, and it flips everything upside down. Or you turn on the news, and you see, you know, reports of, chaos in the streets and corruption in our leaders and you start to panic because you you lose this feeling of security right so change it can really just cause fear in our lives it can cause anxiety in our life has change ever gotten the better of you how do we deal with change how do we deal with change how do we deal with the world that's just constantly always changing right how do we buckle up for the ride that it's taking us on and here's the thing, we, we need a constant. We need a constant. In a world that's constantly changing, we need something that stays the same. We need something we can hold on to so we don't just get swept away in all the change. Like I said, if you've got your Bibles open to Psalm 102, I want to look at verse 26 and 27 this morning. It says this, the heavens and earth will perish, but God will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. It says, heaven and earth will perish, but God will always be the same. God will always remain. God is constant. In a world that's always changing, God is our constant. And uh, actually, if I can give you a... Uh, a $5 word this morning. This is the, the word the theologians would use. It, it would be this, God is immutable. God is immutable. If you don't know what that word is, go find a junior Bible quiz or they'll help you out. But uh, what it means is he, he's incapable of change. He is incapable of improvement. He's always the same. God is immutable. 
like I said, you may not use that word very often. That one's not one that comes up in your daily conversation. It's not like you go up and be like, man, dad, your jokes are just immutable. You know, we don't say that. We say, dad, that's the same joke I've heard five times already today. Why do you got to tell the same joke over and over again? They never change, right? We, we don't use that word. But one word that we do use is the opposite of immutable. And uh, if you're a fan of you know, superhero movies or something like that, or you followed anything with COVID or anything, you know the word mutate, mutation, right? And that's same form, immutable mutation. It's the opposite, right? So we see lots of, uh, we use the word mutation or mutate often in our lives, but immutable would be the opposite. Mutate is to change and immutable, the opposite to never change. And in this verse in Psalm, it says that God is the same. He does not change. He does not change. Now, at some point in your life, somebody probably told you, maybe uh, your parents or a coach or a teacher or your boss or something, they maybe pulled you aside and they told you this. You've got a lot of potential, right? You've all heard that? If not, let me tell you this morning, man, you guys have got a lot of potential. Look at you. I mean, God could use you in so many ways. You've got a lot of potential, right? And, and we hear that. Now, sometimes, usually, that's a good thing to hear. You've got a lot of potential. Sometimes that's a bad thing to hear. Sometimes that could be a message, you're not living up to your potential. You've got a long ways to go, right? And, and so you've maybe heard this, you've got potential. But what's interesting is no one has ever told God, God, you've got a lot of potential. Because it's hard to wrap our minds around this, but he's fulfilled any potential that's out there. He's operating at unlimited capacity. I mean, God has no potential. That seems weird to say, but that's because he's fulfilled everything he possibly could be, and, and he did it right away. He has no beginning, no ending. He just always has been operating at full capacity, which again, it just kinda, it's just kind of hard to wrap my mind around because I've had, I've had several factory jobs, and if you've ever had a factory job, you know, there's, you're on an assembly line and you're trying to operate at full capacity, and it's hard. And you go up, and they set a goal for the day of this is how many products we need boxed out and shipped out. And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm a math guy, and I'm trying to do the math, and it's just like, okay, that's like impossible. Unless we're running at full capacity all day, unless the machine never breaks down, we never get a jam in the machine, the, the forklift driver makes sure we have all the materials here, we like coordinate our bathroom breaks and our lunch breaks, like that's the only way we're meeting this quota today. I mean, even if the machine is down for five minutes, we're not going to make it happen. And so it's difficult to think operating at full capacity. God's never broken down. He, he's never taken a break. He, he's never slowed down or, or you know, had to, had to think about it. He's operating at full potential always. God is immutable. He never changes. He's always the same. And that's something we need. Man, in all the change in this world, we need a God who is constant. We need something to hold on to. You know, it's interesting in this passage. It says that heaven and earth will perish. They'll be changed. It says they'll be changed just the same way you change your clothes every day, same way you put on a new robe every day. Heaven and earth are going to change. I think God's very intentional with this. He, he picks something 
that we would deem as the most unchangeable parts of creation. Heavens and earth, right? Like the earth, man, we can set, we can set that to a clock. It's going to be 24 hours in a day. The sun, man, we, we rotate around the sun. We set our calendars to that. Like we know it's like clockwork. Every day that sun is going to come up and it's going to set every day. And we kind of use that as our constant. We use that as our, you know, that's our anchor. That's, we, we know that if all else fails, the sun is still going to come out tomorrow. The stars that we stare at tonight are the same stars that our ancestors were staring at years ago. Like this isn't going to change. But God says those things you hold on closest to, those things that you view as unchangeable, no, those are changeable. And you're going to change your light bulb uh, less often than I'm going to change heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are going to pass away but God never changes. God never changes. When all else perishes, he will remain. He is immutable. He is operating at an infinite capacity. Let me get a feel for the room here this morning. Raise your hand if you're a fan of amusement parks and theme rides, all those stuff. Okay. There's my people there. All right. No, keep your hands up for a second. Let me, let me see them. All right. Now, Keep your hand up if you're a fan of the spinny rides at the amusement parks. You know, the teacups, uh, all those, those different things. Okay, there's a few of you, mostly younger hands I see up. But it, it's interesting because the older you get, the less you can handle those spinny rides. I've tested this theory out many times with our youth. Because we'll do like some relay race where a kid's spinning around on a bat 10 times and then trying to run in a straight line. Middle schoolers, you'd think they never spin around on the bat before. I mean, they just get up, run down, they come back. And then we put an adult out there, and it's the funniest thing. They spin around 10 times, they take one step, usually in the incorrect direction. You know, it's usually like one back, and then the next step they take is just, bam, they hit the floor. I mean, they just, the older you get, you lose, you lose your balance, you can't handle it. And, and so everything is spinning, right? We live in a world that's, that's spinning. And so you, you go, uh, go out to storybook land. They've got a couple spinning rides. You've got the balloon ride. Ever done the balloon ride before out there? You know? And you can, you can choose how fast you spin it. Right? And the first thing I do, I get up in there and I sit down and I think, how many people have lost their cookies in the seat that I'm in right now? Right? Is that ever, maybe that's just the way I think. You get up there you know, and you're spinning and it's just like, okay, this is too much. How do we slow this down? And what you're supposed to do when you're spinning and you're just losing all sense of, where am I in the world? The experts say you need to look at a fixed point or you need to look at the horizon to help you gain a sense of where you are in reality. And I think the same is true in our lives. When our lives seem to be spiraling out of control and we can't tell up from down and we can't tell right from wrong, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, the unchangeable one. We need to fix our eyes on that constant point so that we know what's up from down and what's right from wrong. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus because he helps us weather all the changes and all the storms in this life. We can rely on him. We can, we can trust him because he never changes. He's that horizon, our fixed point, our anchor, so that through him the rest of the world makes sense. We are in imminent danger we are in imminent danger when we put our trust in changeable things. You're in imminent danger when you put your trust in changeable things. When you put your trust in 
an investment portfolio, and then all of a sudden, man, the stock, the stock market crashes, what do you do, right? Your trust is just totally destroyed. When you, you put your trust in a parent or a spouse or a relationship, and, and that relationship doesn't end or they pass or anything like that, and all of a sudden, it's just like, what do we do? All my trust was there. When you put your trust in a job, and the boss calls you in and tells you you're laid off, what do you do? What do you do? We're, we're in danger. I mean, money, people, titles, they're all things that are here today but could be gone tomorrow. And when we make our foundation of our life, uh, when, we, when we make those things the foundation of our life, it's just like what Jesus said when he told the parable of the wise and the foolish builder. When you put your hope in changeable things, when you make the foundation of your life uh, sand, basically, things that are here today and gone tomorrow, when the storms come, you're going to be swept away. That building's going to be destroyed. So you need to, if you're a wise builder, you build it on a rock. You build it on something that can never change. And so the, the nature of God is to never change, is to always be the same. He, he needs to be our foundation. He needs to be our foundation because he will always remain. He'll always remain. You know, this isn't the only passage in the Bible that talks about how God never changes. We see references to this part of his character all throughout the Bible. I'll put them up on the screen. 1 Samuel chapter 15 says, He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind. Psalm 33 says, The counsel of the Lord stands forever, the plans of his heart to all generations. God's advice never changes. Malachi chapter 3 says, I, the Lord, do not change. So you descendants of Jacob are not destroyed. Hebrews chapter 13 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. James chapter 1 says every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God never changes. From cover to cover. I mean, every part of this book talks about how God doesn't change. It's who he is. It's his character. It's his nature. And it's so important because this, this concept, his immutability, defines all of his attributes. All of his attributes, all the things we've been talking about, uh, you know, his goodness, his love, his mercy, his grace, his justice, all of them are unchanging. They're all unchanging. Think about it. His love. God's love. We talked about it a few weeks ago, how God is love, and love is God, and they are one and the same. You can't separate the two. And God could not be love if his love ever changed. It wouldn't be sacrificial. It wouldn't be unconditional if tomorrow God decided to change his love, right? God is never going to love you more, and God is never going to love you less. He's just going to love you constantly. Based on what you do, no matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are, God is going to continue loving you consistently. As the psalmist wrote, his love endures forever. His, God is infinite. God is infinite. God has been and always will be infinite. If he changed, the only thing he could change to would be less than infinite, right? And he's not going to change that. You can't subtract from infinite. God is infinite. That never changes. God's all-knowing. God's all-knowing. While our knowledge is constantly changing, God has never learned anything. That's kind of weird to say. God's never learned anything. He's just always known it. 
forever. He's known every moment. He's known every interaction. He's known every choice that you're ever going to make. He has every piece of knowledge at his disposal. God knows everything. Everything that's happened and everything's to come. He's not only all-knowing, he's not only infinite, but God is imminent. He is close. He is, he is with us. He's always here with you. You are never out of his reach. God is never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and this will never change. That's why you cannot hide from God. No matter where you go, you can't get away from him. That's never going to change. It's never going to change. His justice never changes. God will always punish sin. He will always punish sin. He will never allow it to slip through the cracks. He, he's not going to wake up tomorrow and decide, all right, everybody gets a free pass to heaven, right? Everybody in. He's not going to change it. He's got to punish sin. To allow even one exception, one change, would make God no longer just. It would turn him from holy to unholy, and God doesn't change. God his justice isn't going to change. His holiness isn't going to change. God's justice is forever. His mercy, in the same way his mercy is forever. For the Lord our God is a merciful God. He will not leave us or destroy us. In Romans, it says that Jesus died on the cross once and for all. He's not going to have to go back up on that cross. He, he's not going to have to change things. He, he's done it for eternity. Just like his justice never changes, his mercy never changes. His goodness never changes. God is good even when we're not. God is good even when everything else around us changes. It says every good gift is from above. The goodness of God will never change. And here's the thing. All of these attributes of God would offer us zero comfort if they were changeable. Think about that. They'd offer us zero comfort if they were changeable. It'd be like, well, you love me today, God, but I don't know if you're going to love me tomorrow. Right? I can get into heaven today, but I don't know if I can get into heaven tomorrow. They would offer us zero comfort. But God's going to be trustworthy. God's going to remain the same. God's going to remain the same. Uh, I like this quote from Charles Spurgeon. He's a, a 19th century uh, British author and pastor, and he put it this way. Take any one attribute of God, and I will write semper item on it, which means always the same. Take any one thing you can say of God now, and it may be said not only in the dark past, but in the bright future, it shall always remain the same. I am Jehovah, I change not. That's our God. That's our God. Everything about him does not change. And in a world that's ever-changing, we need a constant to hold us up. We need a constant to hold on to. We need a constant, and God is that constant. God is that unchanging uh, horizon that we can stare at to get our bearings. But I think there's something about learning about the character of God that also helps us learn about ourselves, too. Knowing that God is immutable also helps us realize that we are very mutable. I don't know if that's a word or not, but pretend it is this morning. We are very mutable. We are very changeable. God is infinite. We are finite. God is good, and we're trying. We're not there yet. We are ever-changing. And there's good news and bad news that comes with this ability to change for us. So let's start with the good news today. 
there's not a single person that you encounter or that, that you know who is without hope that has no hope to go on to, right? There's not a person that you encounter that is without hope. We can learn. We can grow. We can change. So think about that family member who is just resistant to the gospel. I mean, think about that. I mean, you, you've tried to bring them to church. You've tried to tell them to read their Bible, and they're just, no, I'm never going to do that. There's still hope. They can still change. That, that person that you know is just, I mean, they're entangled in sin. I mean, they define that their identity is wrapped up in evil. There's still hope. They're not too far gone. They can change. They can change. God can turn their lives around you, or lives around. So the next time, think about it, the next time that you t- say to yourself, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm never going to learn this. I'm never going to be able to do this. Or someone comes up to you. Has anybody ever told you this? Like, nope, I can't do that. That's not who I am. Like, that's not the way I was born. I was born this way. You look them in the eye and you just tell them, you are not immutable, right? You are not God. You are not never changing. No, you're human. You change. You might get some funny looks, but it's true. We've been changing since the first day we were here on this earth, and we're going to continue changing until our last day on this earth. Uh, It's interesting just seeing ourselves. And if you look at ourselves, uh, the majority of ourselves die and new ones replace them. In fact, uh, scientists say about the majority of our cells replace themselves at least every 10 years. So 10 years ago, you, you basically had none of the same cells in your body. Only a few of them hold on. So it's like we're, we're new constantly. Our bodies are constantly changing. We're constantly learning. We're constantly growing. The way you thought as a teenager is different than the way you think today. We're constantly changing. So the good news is that because you are mutable, you can change for the better. The bad news is that because you are mutable, you can also change for the worse, right? We've all been there. We can grow or we can grow in the wrong direction. So you may be serving Jesus now. You may be trying to do your best to live for him, but our hearts can change. And something can pull us away and and we can walk down the wrong path. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 says, Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. See, we need to constantly, daily, choose to stand for Jesus. Choose to stand against those attacks that the devil throws our way. He's constantly trying to push us off course. He's constantly trying to to make us veer and, and take the wrong path. We can't allow the devil to come in and lead us astray. Just as much as we can change for good, we can also change for the worst. And we need to be on our guard. We need to stand our guard. And instead of merely being content with where we are, we need to strive to grow, to grow in Christ daily. I mean, that should be our heart. That should be our passion. Is God, I don't want to just sit on the fence. I don't want to just stay stagnant. I want to get in God's word and I want to grow. I want to be more like you. Because we are changeable, that means we have hope in sanctification. We can get more and more like Jesus every day. And that's our goal. As Christians, we need to strive to be more like our Savior. There's another thought. Because God never changes, we can have security knowing that the requirements for salvation will not change. I am thankful God does not grade us on the curve. He is not going to just come up one day and be like, nope, you didn't make the top 10%. Sorry, you didn't get in. God's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. He died on the cross for everyone. 
And all we need to do is believe in him. Make him the Lord of our lives and we will be saved. And we can have confidence in that. God's not going to change it. He, he's not going to go back. He, he's not going to change the requirements. We can have security. Uh, we can have trust that we are saved when we do what God tells us to do. When we follow him, when we surrender our lives to him. I mean, God's not going to loosen the restrictions one day and just be like, you know what? You're a good enough person. I'm just going to let you on in. Come in the back door. There is no back door in heaven. All right? There's no back door in heaven. We can never earn it. He gives it freely to all those who are willing to believe. What Jesus did on that cross was permanent. Again, Romans 6 said that, that Jesus died on the cross once and for all. What he did was perfect, and it doesn't need to be repeated. It doesn't change. We change, but God never changes. Worship team, if I could invite you to come back up. What changes in your life are getting the better of you? What changes in, in your life are getting the what changes in your life are causing you fear and anxiety and it's hard for you to tell up from down and right from wrong? Culture may change, technology will change. Relationships may change, political leaders will, will change. But followers of Jesus, we don't need to live in fear because God will never change. God will always be on the throne. He will always be in charge. He will always be our king. And we do not need to fear, even though culture is constantly changing around us. We just need to build our life on him. We need to make sure he's our foundation. And when he's our foundation, we won't be shaken. We won't be shaken. Now, if you're listening today and, and you don't follow Jesus, then you have every right to be scared of tomorrow. You have every right to be scared. Because your world could crumble tomorrow and you wouldn't have anything to hold on to. And that's really a scary place. And, and I don't say that this morning to scare you, but I, I, I say that to let you know there is hope. There is hope. You can have security in tomorrow. When we know that Jesus is our foundation. When we know that we have the unchangeable God who will always remain with us. Heavens and earth, they'll, they'll perish. But God will stay the same. God's word will, will always remain. And today, if you've kind of veered off that course, today's a good day to get back on that right course, to get back on that correct path, to fix your eyes on Jesus. Your path hasn't changed. You know what? God has a purpose for each one of us. It says that he chose us before the foundations of the earth. It says that he ordained every day of our lives before we even lived one of them. Now, you may have gone off the path for a while, but God still has the same purpose for you. That didn't change. And it's not too late to get back on that path, to get back on that purpose. So if your world seems like it's spinning this morning, fix your eyes on that constant. Fix your eyes on God. Would you stand with me? The worship team is going to play, and, and these altars are, are open, and I encourage you. Come down and just spend some time fixing your eyes on Jesus. Your world may be spinning, or your world may be perfectly level and flat, and everything's going well. Coming to the altar doesn't mean that, that you have a problem. 
Coming to the altar means you're a human and you need Jesus. We all do. We all do. This is a safe place to come. So I encourage you to do that. We're going to pray, and you're, you're dismissed when you need to go. The, the Gideons are going to be in the back, so definitely don't forget to give to those ministries today. I encourage you to be a part of that. But I want to pray over you. I want to pray a blessing over you. And I uh, just want to encourage you. Spend some time at the feet of Jesus today. Spend some time lifting him up. Spend some time focusing your gaze upon Jesus. Lord, I thank you. Thank you that you never change. Thank you that you are constant. Thank you that we can trust in you. So today we, we run to you. We run to you in a world that's, that's changing. Our jobs are changing. Culture's changing. Relationships are changing. Lord, we need you. We need you. You're our peace. You're our security. You're our constant. So God, help us to not put our trust in the things of this world, in the things that are here today and gone tomorrow. But may we put our trust in you who always has been and who always will be. So God, meet us at these altars. God, meet us as we lift you up. God, you're the great I am. There is no one like you. We love you. God, I pray that you would bless this church. God, that you would be with us this week, that we wouldn't keep the good news to ourselves, but we would tell the world around us that, that you would use us to change the world around us, to let them know that there is hope, to let them know that there is a constant in life in his Jesus. So we thank you, Lord. Be with us as we leave this place. Be with us as we lift you up. In Jesus' name.